My name is Juan Gonzalez and I run an agency. And because of that, I get to meet a lot of interesting people. From CEOs to founders that are really trying to make their dream a reality, I get to hear their perspectives and everything they've learned when it comes to business. A, B, C. A, always B, B, C, closing. Always be closing. Always. And I thought, why not make this a podcast and bring a lot of value to the people who would listen to it? And I know what you're thinking, why the fuck do we need another podcast? Well, I think you can get a lot of value from this and hopefully learn a thing or two. So without further ado, this is Commerce Conversations. So for this first episode, um, I'm not going to interview anyone. We're starting off trying to have a proof of concept. But what I think I'm going to implement into every single episode that we have in the future, it was like this monologue, right? So like when you watch a you know, late night TV show or whatever, like uh, Steve Colbert, um, you have a monologue and you have the interview with the actual person. Well, think of this as a much less exciting version of that because we're just gonna talk about business. But the goal here is to basically break down what's happening in the news, make it very easy to understand, hopefully upload like two of these a week. And I know that's bullshit, it's probably not gonna happen because I always think I'm gonna upload a lot, make this like a long running series for anything I do on YouTube, but it never happens. So let's see if this is actually something I do in the long run. Um, I'm doing this for a couple of reasons, right? As I mentioned in the title sequence you saw, I'm bringing value to people, but also just kind of building some kind of network around the content I create, which should be exciting. So the two main things that are happening in business and not main things, there's like a lot of things that are happening. I mean, let's talk about COVID politics or whatever. So many things are happening, but two main um, business stories that have gained interest. And one, that's the Department of Justice versus Google. And rest in peace, Quibi, the worst idea and the fastest way to burn $2 billion in six months. Just such a horrible idea. And we'll go into it as to why it failed. And literally, my camera just died. Just love that. Okay, on to the first story with um, DOJ versus Google. The Department of Justice is suing Google, but why? Because they're utilizing and they're violating antitrust laws they're making it difficult for competition to um, actually happen is what happens with the monopoly power. But how are they utilizing their monopoly power to stifle competition and innovation? Well, the Department of Justice actually writes that. For years, Google has entered into exclusionary agreements, including tying agreements and engaged in anti-competitive conduct to lock up distribution channels and block rivals, um, basically making it difficult for anyone that needs traffic to actually go forward, and as you know, most of Google's business and revenue comes through their ad platform. So essentially they're blocking um, any other competitors to have traffic to their site. And then as well on top of that, Google has almost this effect where it utilizes data, and with that same data they can better predict what their consumer is gonna do, and they can sell that information to advertisers, but they can also make a platform that's very um, engaged. Essentially, people know that the platform is great, people continuously go to it, because they continuously go to it, it's a feedback loop, um, and Google gets better because of that. And the discussion around what are you gonna do with making Google not a monopoly in search is very difficult, because there isn't anyone who can compete with them at this point. I mean, what are you gonna do? Are you gonna make Bing kind of the next dominant search? Um, or give it a chance, it's just not going to happen. Um, and that's kind of one of the major problems. A lot of people are saying it's too late. It's great that the Department of Justice is finally doing something. Um, they've been asleep since the 90s apparently, and now they're wanting to do something. Um, but it's a bit late at this point, right? Because what are you gonna do? You can't make another kind of competitor have an edge. Unless you have like someone like Apple who wants to create a search engine, which has been rumored, um, but there's no concrete detail for that. 
And again, that's another monopoly in its own right. So now you've kind of entered into this challenge where no one is big enough to compete with Google, therefore it's difficult to create competition. Um, and a lot of people are saying break up big tech, that's maybe another alternative for that. Um, but yeah, that's essentially, the Department of Justice hasn't just gone um, you know, to sue Google and have a lawsuit against Google this one time. Um, it's happened previously. The thing about Google is that they have piles of cash, they have the greatest lawyers in the nation, um, it's very, very difficult to have anything concrete against Google. And the thing about Google is that they're very, very smart um, about the way that they carry this. Um, they've known this was going to happen. I mean, this happened to Microsoft about 20 years ago, and it's very, very similar to that case, essentially saying that Microsoft had a monopoly with Windows and was making it difficult for Netscape to have an edge. Um, and I, you know, you bring that up to here, and you bring it up to speed to this year, there isn't a competitor uh, against Google that can actually have a chance at search um, and for them to monetize that own data. And I, I mean, the problem with monopolies and tech are bigger than that. I mean, you want to talk about kind of data essentially being utilized against the public and getting them to engage with it. I mean, the algorithms around these platforms are essentially created to engage users. Um, and there's a lot of negative content that essentially gets people to engage. It's this really negative feedback loop um, that you kind of see with these platforms. I, I think what's going to happen to Google is absolutely nothing. The day that they announced this, the stock price didn't even move down. Actually closed higher by the end of day. If, um, I'll have to look back at that, but I, the, the changes to the market were minuscule. Um, and, and it's because one, people think it's priced in, or two, um, people aren't taking it seriously. Because this isn't the first time the Department of Justice tries to go after a big tech giant, um, not just Google, but other giants, and nothing happens at all. Because they have the lawyers, they have the mountains of cash, and then it's very difficult to actually have anything on them. Oh, and to move on to a lighter topic, I mean, I guess you could say lighter topic, but kind of Quibi being shut down, um, and I mean, the whole thing's a mess from the start. So you have a streaming platform that's trying to go against the biggest streaming companies out there. Quibi essentially had $2 billion, or $1.5 billion in invested capital, and the idea was five-minute content that was created for the platform. So like Christy Teigen as Judge Judy, I think they had like Kevin Hart, they had all these networks that were like creating content for Quibi. And it was like five minute, very highly produced, mobile oriented, so it's like, you know, Snapchat, but longer form content. And you just had a lot of money in Hollywood kind of investing into this idea. People were saying it was like a cross of Silicon Valley and LA kind of meeting together for the first time. And I mean, it was just a bad idea all overall. There is zero market research that shows that Quibi, Quibi's content would be successful. Um, what kind of content is dominating? You know, you have the high-end kind of um, produced content on Netflix that's utilizing data to create that content. Um, and then you have user-generated content on a platform like TikTok, where it's very short form, the algorithms um, push up content that's going to do well, and they utilize the data from users to then predict what content will do well for them, um, for them to engage in it and stay on the platform longer. Insane feedback loop. With Netflix, you have the same kind of deal, right? People are sitting down to watch a two, three hour movie or a long series um, to, get, to get them to stay on the platform. They don't have that data and then they make more content similar to it to get more people to subscribe and stay longer onto Netflix. So, I mean, those are the two kinds of content that do well. Those are the two kinds of content that have proven with some sort of data behind it that will work. Quibi had zero of that. You know, you're forcing millennials onto a platform to utilize this UX and UI experience with zero information as to why they should. 
and because of that it just failed and that's why they burned so much money. You know, I think now they're giving some money back to investors and at this point people are asking what they're gonna do with the content. I mean, honestly, who cares what they're gonna do with the content? Probably wasn't even that good to begin with. It's just a bad idea overall. And that just shows that you can't literally force the users to consume content on a platform just because. It makes zero sense. And from the start, most great companies are actually started small. They have a proof of concept and then that idea will evolve as time goes on. Um, and that's how companies should be started, right? When you shove a lot of VC money towards something, it doesn't guarantee success, but I think you know the number one best thing in entrepreneurship, so to speak, is success, the second being um, failing quickly. Um, so when you fail quickly, you now know to move on to the next idea. Uh, failing slowly sucks, right? You'll go five, 10 years onto an idea, you think it's gonna work and then it doesn't. Um, so I think you know failing quickly for them was a great kind of scenario, six months in and out. Kind of showed them that, you know, when creating a content platform, you need to have data behind it. Those are kind of the two big stories that happen. Um, and as for this kind of show, kind of format, I'm still kind of thinking about it. The interviews will 100% be kind of a, the, the core of it. Um, but I mean, it's October when I'm recording this. And um, it's a very, very busy time of the year for me and, and the business, but also a lot of other people in the industry because um, the uh, holiday season's coming around and commerce is super important around this time and it's mostly the people I was going to interview to begin with. So I guess we'll see what happens. Probably get some interviews in by the end of the year, of course. But for the most part, I kind of enjoy kind of doing a wrap up of what's happening. Uh, those were the two big stories. But yeah, all right, I'll see you guys in the next kind of uh, episode of Commerce Conversations. Thank you again for watching, much appreciated.